0: no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: It's coming, it's coming, coming, we'll go on it's getting back. Home. So getting back. So getting back.
0: Hello and welcome to another week of After Extra Time podcast, that footballing podcast that everyone doesn't know about but listens to it anyway. Um, I am your host Jacko this week, joined once again by Jack, without the diva himself because he's decided to take another trip to the beach, but as he's not here, we'll forget about him. How are you Jack?
1: Yeah, I'm all good mate, obviously yeah. Last week we COVIDed up, but yeah, we're uh, escaped the britches of it now and uh, on the up. So yeah, especially after the result today as well, things are on the up.
0: Yeah, very good. Um, right, so you, you, you fans that are with us, you'll probably be wondering why, why won't these guys just take a break, take the hint, have a couple of weeks off, enjoy the <laughs> sunshine. We've got to carry on, lads. We've, we've got to keep you all entertained with all our bullshit every week.
1: Well, that's greenie, but greenie's bullshit Well,
0: yeah, but we have got the euros now, so we have something to talk about um before we do um a little bit of a serious plug um all of us after extra time I say all of us the three of us um our thoughts are with Christian Eriksen and his family at this time um it's yesterday is something that I never ever thought I'd see um And, yeah, it's just everyone was right to accept the fact that football was the minute thing yesterday. It was all about Christian Eriksen getting the treatment he needed. And, you know, the the great bit of news that came out of that was that he was stable. He was talking to staff and players from Inter Milan last evening. Um, You know, proper congratulations to... The medical staff and the first responders in Copenhagen to, to be able to treat Christian as as quickly as they did. I think the majority of us would feel that if they didn't get there as quickly as they did, they may not have been able to save him. But fair play to you all. Um and let's just hope he makes a very speedy recovery and hopefully we can see him at this tournament before before too long. Um so, yeah, so now, now that that bit's done. Oh, also, um, our thoughts are also with the England fan or the football fan that fell at Wembley this afternoon. I do hope he's okay. Um, it's never nice to hear, have any news like this at the start of a major major footballing tournament. Everyone just wants to be able to enjoy the football. Um, but, yeah, let's just hope he has a speedy recovery well and it's nothing too serious. Um, we'll start, Jack with today's game predominantly because we are England fans um, England opened their European Championship um, log with a 1-0 win over Croatia Um, what what did you make of the game Uh, and and what did you make of Southgate's team selection
1: Jack yeah I think um, the first half an hour England were were fairly solid there on top. They did what they had to do. Um, I think after, those, after that sort of first half an hour, the game sort of didn't go to a lull, but it was um, Croatia sort of found their feet a little bit. And yeah. I think England kept, came up the blocks uh, really quick in the first half an hour. I don't think we were accustomed to seeing that. Um, and then second half, was you know, a little bit slower to, to get started. Um, but, I mean, if I'm going to be honest, I don't really think Croatia posed much of a threat, which was a no. bit of a shock, really. I thought they were going to bring a bit more to the table, but they didn't. Um, I was a little bit surprised at the team. Um, it's quite funny, really, because I was chatting to a couple of my mates and stuff earlier, and I said that um, all the players that I didn't want in the team, ironically, were the best players on the pitch. For the the <laughs> um. I wasn't too sure on Mings who I thought was brilliant. Um, I think the big one was, was Sterling who started and obviously Grealish hadn't. I think a lot of people were fuming at that and, but Sterling was absolutely brilliant got his goal mm. and then the one player that I sort of wasn't too sure about and him playing two holding midfielders was just Kevin Phillips who was to me the best player on the pitch today. Um, yeah, definitely. was absolutely brilliant, great work to set the goal up and he was just everywhere today. So, yeah, um, as I say, I don't, Really think Croatia posed much of a threat, which to me was quite surprising. Um, mm. But yeah, it was. It's a great start to the tournament. It's a clean sheet. It's it's three points, and I think probably a win at Scott against Scotland on Friday would probably pretty much guarantee England to to go through. Really, I think. Yeah. Especially if it's a draw tomorrow in the Scotland Czech Republic game. So yeah, and I think the the whole occasion was fantastic. You know, obviously, a shame Wembley wasn't full, but to have mm. some sort of fans in there. Um, I was obviously baking hot as well, which I think at times you could tell from the game because the game was quite England doing the right thing. They were just trying to suck the life out of it, sort of thing, keep the ball, yeah. get the Croatia moving, and uh, I mean it worked really uh, personally for me. I thought I thought England did did, did a job today. And they looked they looked really good in that half hour. um I, I think the only sort of, I don't, I don't want to say criticism, well, sort of criticism, yeah, it's not really like a nag and that, because obviously I'm buzzing in the of one and I'm buzzing. Mm. We've got three points, but I think Mount didn't really get involved today. I don't know whether no. it's because of where he was playing or, or what. Um, Kane, again, didn't really have a sniff, um, which I thought was quite surprising. Mm. But, um, oh yeah, and I was going to say, Trippier starting at left-back was also a weird a weird pick yeah. for Southgate but he, he had a good game I think he opted for experience there and you know sort of you know the defence looked relatively solid really but as I say Croatia didn't really pose much of a threat Um mm. but yeah it's, it's a great start to the tournament and I can't for, for me now I thought Croatia was the toughest game I don't think well I say that I, Um I think Scotland would be a different sort of test Friday mm, definitely um, but yeah, no, it's it's a great start to the tournament, and, and you know, I'm absolutely buzzing. Just just, just I my time. I had to to watch it by myself because it's my a yeah. matter of isolation. But yeah. I'm absolutely chuffed, and uh, it's a great way to start the tournament. Yeah, um,
0: you know I, what I took away from it is again something similar to you. For the first sort of fifteen twenty minutes, we were on top. We deserved at least two goals with some of the play that we we had between uh, Trippier and Sterling on on the left with. Um, Foden on the right causing hassle to to Guardiola. Um, I was thoroughly impressed with Rice and Phillips. I think what what Phillips tends to do at Leeds is a do, sort of domestic. He is that sort of midfield pivot between the midfield four and 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 the back four, and he he's got he can play passes. We, we've seen it in the Premier League, but you and I will especially have seen it in the Championship. He is one of those players that. Is just quality in the midfield, and I felt with having Rice next to him, especially with Croatia playing um, one up top, it, it it gave Phillips that license to be a bit more um, attack minded with within certain areas, especially when Foden and Sterling would sort of push the fullbacks wide. You had you then had Mount and Phillips behind Kane watches um, for selection again. I I would have probably started Grealish instead of Mount. Um, and probably had Sterling on the right, Grealish on the left, with Foden behind Kane. Um, again, I trippy, I, I, I Trippy I didn't do anything wrong with today. Again, as as you said, it was experience. I felt I probably would have wanted to have seen Shaw in there. But I have a funny feeling he he may rotate on Friday depending on who's playing, um, and I, I didn't really have any other um, you know problems with that squad. I, I thought Walker, apart from the the pass into Phillips that led to the goal, I thought Walker had a pretty poor game. Um, yeah, I think defensively he was sound, but going yeah, forward was, he, he looked poor.
1: Yeah, that's he, what I was going to say. I thought I didn't think he, defensively he did anything wrong. It was just more no. going forward, but.
0: Um, I think um, whether or not that was Harry Kane in the Spurs mindset of dropping deeper, um, or that's what Southgate's got him doing, but it wasn't working because if he if he came back into the midfield to sort of help with the possession in midfield, you, you had no immediate outlet up top. Um, and you had to sort of hope that Foden and Sterling had got space behind the fullbacks to to be able to sort of create that sort of pressure. Um, I probably would have bought Calvert Lewin on if the goal hadn't have been scored when it did. I probably would have given another sort of ten minutes and then bought Calvert Lewin on because I just feel that him him as a striker, he plays with his back to goal, but up against the back four. He doesn't always drop in to the midfield area with the likes of Richarlison and hammers and Rodriguez and Alan and Decorat Everson. So he doesn't need to. Um but I, I thought, yeah, I thought it was a it was a, a a competent performance that needed to be. You know, in you know, the, as you and I spoke about this before the the, the game started, I wasn't overly confident. I <laughs> never really have been. Um, you know, my
1: my confidence paid off in the end. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I was expecting some form of comment from you at some point. Um, you know, I I don't feel we have a good record against Croatia as of late. Obviously, the 2018 semi-final is sort of the big high point in 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 my thought behind that. We've obviously the stat was reading before today. We hadn't won our opening game in the last nine European Championships, so you know there was certain sort of hesitancy from me to think that we were gonna do well. But again, from the off, we looked on it. We were we were prepared to push up, we were prepared to press, which again from Southgate at times I didn't expect to see, um, with how defensively minded he can be. Um but yeah, it was a good performance. I thought the goal was brilliant. I thought Phillips was superb today. He was he was my
1: man of the match. I think um, sorry to just get, interrupt me. I think he um I think a couple of those players today, um, yeah. I, weirdly enough, I, I was obviously by myself, but obviously in my head I was thinking that today a couple of players on that team sheet were obviously question marks and people yeah. have obviously all got their own decisions of who they want in, uh, in their lineups. But I actually thought today was one of the days where some of those players could actually prove the point of why they started. I think Calvin Phillips yeah. is probably going to be starting every group game now. I think he... Like you say, here and Rice proved really well in there. They had a really nice partnership. Mm. Um, Rice was practically filling in sometimes for Stones or um, Minks, yeah. uh, which meant they could play a little bit wider to receive the ball. Mm. Like you say, Phillips was up there at times. He was as high as Kane, and which was yeah. working. And but as you say, obviously the goal came from him as well. So, yeah, I think for me, I think that was... As I said earlier, I think all the players that I was sort of questioning sort of, yeah, sort of two fingers up to me today and like, Do you know what? Yeah. This is which is great to see. I mean, for me, that only is a good thing because it, it's going to be positive around the squad and it's going to it's going to give Gareth Southgate um, headache and it's going to ultimately make the England squad stronger if everyone's you know competition for places as well. So, but mm. I, I think I'm sort of the same mindset as you. I think you might see Grealish. Potentially Rashford, maybe in the in the starting eleven for the Scotland game, maybe sure, yeah. maybe even Bellingham as well, who I thought was good when he came on. So. I, yeah, I thought
0: that as well. I've, I've been as much as we we talk about the championship, I, I hadn't seen much of him at Birmingham. Yeah, when he first burst onto the scene, I was under the impression he played a lot. What I think Birmingham might have played him a lot wider than than they than England have. And then obviously for him to go to Dortmund, I was quite surprised. But from what I've seen of him in an England shirt for a guy who's 17. Yeah, 17. I think he's
1: 18 in sort of a week or two.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of maturity in that player. And he's one of those that you think, if he can carry on his development at teams like Dortmund and and it's done well, he could be a stalwart along with the likes of Rice and Foden and, and... others that you probably it probably come closer to another version of that sort of golden generation where they're all sort of merged together Mm. um but uh, yeah that's that's far far into the distance at this rate um we'll we'll just quickly talk about Croatia Jack obviously Scotland play Czech Republic uh tomorrow yeah Um, we play Scotland on Friday if 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 Croatia don't get a result against the Czech Republic next, at the end of the week, is yeah. more than likely, is that them out of the tournament? And if it is, is that a surprise that they've gone?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think if they struggle to get probably probably two wins, actually, really, or a win and a draw, they can't really afford to lose another game. Otherwise, yeah, like you say, I think that's them um, probably out. And I think mm. from an England point of view, I mean, it, <laughs> it was um, probably well, the best result for tomorrow's game the Scotland yeah. probably gave probably a draw but um, yeah. yeah I think it is a surprise um, I think you look at some of their squad and they've got Modric Perisic Kremaric um, Vida um, Vesalco you know, yeah Vesalco they've got a lot of experienced players you know Modric's been there and done it they've got a lot of is, quality with,
0: you know. is Rakitic injured is he out of the tournament
1: yeah I think he is yeah, yeah. because he's not even in the there, squad again. Um yeah. But yeah, like you say, obviously Rakitic is missing as well, but you've got a lot of, you know, you've got a good a good squad of players and a lot of their experience and they, you know, don't forget they obviously beat England in the, in the semi-final in the World Cup in yeah. 2018 and they got to a World Cup final. So that squad's obviously no mugs and yeah, all right, people will say that England on Croatia's path was easy and I mean, okay, yeah, it was, but you have to beat what's in front of you and they got to a yeah, World Cup final. Yeah. So yeah, I, feel, I mean, for me, it would definitely be a shock. But um, there's always a a team that who are not expected to go out, they always go out early. You know, there's always that every tournament, and it's just a case of who it is. And I mean, it could well be Croatia, you know. Um, Yeah. I think they did have a tough test today playing England. I personally, for me, as I've said, I think I expected them to be more of a test today. I expected England to in my mind, it had a one-all draw as a, as a production. Yeah. And I personally, I know a lot of people might if listen to this, but I'd, I'd have taken a point today and then mm. gone on to beat, hopefully, win your next two games. But, I mean, it's a perfect start. And, yeah, I, for me, I think if they were to go out it, and Scotland and Czech Republic, one of those to go through, and maybe even both of them, if they can mm. get a best one of the fourth, third-place finishes to go through, then, yeah, for me, that would be a shock. Mm. OK, well,
0: let's. Obviously, let's just quickly go through the rest of the the games that we've seen so far. There's obviously been quite a few of them already. Um, Italy opened their campaign to a wonderful opening ceremony in Rome, um, and followed that up with a, 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 a. Would you say outstanding? I think they were. I, I think they were. I think very very good. I, yeah, I think. I'd but use I just convince, think ki- Turkey were quite poor.
1: Yeah, I'd use convincing. I think. I um, think. Don't think outstanding. Does really them? Right. I think, like you say, I think Turkey were a lot poorer than people expected. Mm. Um, Italy, you know, fair place them, they look. Solid. Um, they, I think defensively, that's where their class is. You know, like I think, yeah, uh, they conceded one in twelve prior to the game against Turkey. Mm. So potential, you know, dark horses that make people forget about Italy. You know, I think Manchester yeah. got them well drilled, and yeah, I think I think a lot of people expected a bit more from Turkey as well, and they just just didn't look. Anything really, they often didn't offer right. anything going forward, they kept everyone behind the ball. And when they did break, they didn't really offer anything, so yeah. Mm. Um, I'll, obviously,
0: yesterday was quite difficult for, for a number of reasons. Um, but we'll start with um, Wales against Switzerland in Baku. Um, Kiefer Moore, who Mr. <laughs> Green has decided that he's going to be the winner of the Golden Boot this tournament. <laughs> um, got a deserved equaliser against Switzerland. So I don't think either side were overly great, but I do feel that Wales deserved something out of that game. Um, I felt Ward was probably the best player on the pitch for Wales. I think some of the saves he made in that second half were outstanding. And to be fair, the um, more should have had a goal in the first half if it weren't for a, a superb save from, from Sommer as well. Um, how do you see Wales going in that group after watching all four teams, Jack?
1: Yeah, I think um, points be a good result in terms of, you know, I think don't lose your first games. obviously where you want to be at. Um, I think they'll beat Italy. Um, I think they'll beat Italy. No, I don't think they'll beat Italy. I don't, don't think will I'll do a uh, greenie. You said it now, Jack. You yeah, fuck. Um, <laughs> I don't think they'll beat Italy. Um, no. I think if they can beat Turkey, who I think from what we've seen, I, I don't think only really go in the first games we've seen. Um, who they've got next uh, on Wednesday, uh, I think they can definitely beat Turkey. Yeah, and then obviously it sets them up in the last game on the on the twentieth against um, Italy. Which yeah, I'd be surprised if they did get anything. But I think if they can get a win uh, against Turkey, they can probably go through. Really, mm. probably go through as a third place team, or yeah, dependent on the other results as well. Don't. I just I should not imagine Switzerland will beat Turkey. Um, hmm. I don't think they'll beat Italy so I'll probably leave both of them on four points and I suppose it's down to yeah it might it might be who can get as many goals as possible past Turkey yeah. or who can concede least to Italy so yeah yeah um,
0: Yeah I was going to say do you, where do you think Wales would sort of aim for is it a case of obviously the the unlikelihood would be that they win the group because if 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 obviously Italy play that well against Switzerland again in midweek, you're sort of sitting there thinking, again, as we just said earlier, dark horses, would would they be happy with, with finishing at least third, Wales? Or trying to get one of the best four, uh, best third place
1: teams? Yeah, I think um, if they come second, they obviously play um, second in Group B, mm. which is more likely going to be either sort of Finland or Denmark. So they'd probably take that and then... If they come third in their group, they play the winner of Group B, which would probably be Belgium. Belgium. So, yeah. I think you probably want that if you're a Welsh fan, you'd probably want them to come second in the group. Yeah, but I think as long as they get through the group, I'm sure that's where they'll be. And then I'm not sure whether they'll get past the the, uh, the round of sixteen. For me, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I think if you're a Welsh fan, you're probably hoping to come out of the group and then and then go from there. Really, I suppose that's yeah. a successful campaign, really. Um, I know, obviously, the Euros is where they got to the semi-final, but I think that's <laughs> sort of wishful thinking again, if you're aware. Um,
0: so, we'll move on to Group B now. Um, obviously, yesterday was marred by um, the unfortunate events in Copenhagen, um, where, obviously, Finland were making, I believe, their Euro Championship debut. I'll correct me if I'm wrong. I'm almost certain somebody will. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but they, um, obviously, a historical moment for them was that they they got their first win. Um, obviously Denmark had a penalty in the second half which unfortunately was saved um, and I think Roy Keane made a comment in the studio that I think had he been on the pitch Ericsson probably would have taken it and the result may have been a lot different. Um, uh, if you're Denmark do you just completely write off yesterday and look at trying to get points from the Russia game and hope Finland don't and they look at trying to get the runners-up spot.
1: Yeah, I think obviously before, obviously what what happened, and um, I think before the, those events, Denmark were comfortably on top. It was just a case of they couldn't find that killer sort of pass, or yeah, you know, couldn't get that chance. Um, I think <laughs> you've got to put that result down to. I know, obviously, no disrespect to Finland, but I think you've got to put that result down to. Was the events that happened? I mean, I think on a, on a normal day, Casper Schmeichel saves that because it was sort of straight. After. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah, sort of Finland really only really had one opportunity and obviously scored. And like you said, the Hoiberg penalty was poor, and like so said, Christian Eriksen probably would have taken it had he mm. not. You know, obviously what happened to him. Um,
0: yeah. Do yeah, you I think? Just, I think. Like you yeah. said,
1: I think. I think Denmark will probably yeah, like you say, sort of scratch that result and, and go from there and I, I still think they'll go through whether or not they yeah. go through second or third place best finisher up or best mm. third place finish. I think, I definitely think they'll go through that. I think they're good enough too and just a just real shame obviously what happened yesterday. Mm.
0: Do you Do you think that they should have carried on the game on the day or do you think regardless of the fact that they all wanted to play or they said they all wanted to play, do you think they should have
1: postponed it for another day, yeah. It's, see, I saw a lot about this on Twitter and people moaning saying, Oh, it's this, you know, how can they play? But I think ultimately, if the players wanted to play, and obviously, I think Ericsson said, I think he may have made a FaceTime or something and said to the, the team that he's getting better and he wanted them to play. So, yeah. I mean, if they all wanted to play, then yeah, that's fair enough. But I just think sometimes, ultimately, obviously, I suppose in hindsight, it's easy to say that. They probably should have waited till the following day or whatever mm. as the result. But I just think having just seen one of your teammates, I think it was, it was Ericsson Skipper as well. No, Schumacher was. Oh, was it? But oh, you know,
0: or oh, Schumacher or Ka- uh, Kerr was. Uh, I
1: think uh, Kerr was. Yeah, actually, no. Yeah, but I mean, you're, <laughs> you're one of the most influential players. Obviously, yeah. something you know like that traumatic happens, and your mind's not going to be on finishing a football game, really, is it? So. Yeah and I think that sort of showed with the way they played they played, They kept the ball a lot of the, um, for the second half and it just they didn't really have any sort of penetration I just think I think with the Danish skipper he was obviously very emotional in the, in the post-match press conference and saying like they just wanted to get the game out of their way and stuff like that which is fair enough yeah. to get that um, I think it's probably the right thing to do in the end but ultimately for the result probably not the right thing to do but if they no. wanted to play it then you know play it um
0: Obviously, the other game last night in Group B was Belgium, who I consider one of the favourites for the tournament. Um, they started off with another convincing sort of result against Russia. 3-0, Lukaku bagged two goals. Um, what Belgium in the list of teams that should, you know, could be close to winning this tournament?
1: Yeah, I think they've got to be up there. Um, you know, um, I just... For me, they're sort of a team that are always there or thereabouts, but don't ever get over the line. Um, yeah, but I think yeah, they've got a, they've got a great chance. I think maybe get to the semis. For me, I don't know whether they'll get any further than that. I just don't know if they can ever shake that tag of being me- like maiden European, you know, winners. They've never got over the no. line with it, and yeah, I obviously it was comfortable yesterday. Didn't really have any sort of pressure put on them or anything like that, and they've still got the no. Bruyne to come back as well. And, and Hazard, if. Yeah, exactly, Hazard, Hazard was obviously came off the bench and stuff, so it's, it's it's sort of hard to gauge it. But I think, for me, I think the pool of winners is probably either going to be between Germany, France, Italy, um, Portugal, Spain, mm. England, probably between one, one of those six. Yeah. I think uh, personally, for me, I think France are going to do it again. Mm. Um, but yeah, but I mean, there's no reason why Belgium can't go the way, really. I mean, just look at the pool of the players they've got now, mm. and start to you know get a real going culture for them now. And you know they have got some really, really good players, and Lukaku's in the form of his life. Mm. And when you bring De Bruyne back into that, and Hazard looked, look, I know he's a resilient player in rushing, but he looked bright when he came off the bench. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason why they can't definitely get to the last four and, and even even win it, really. Mm. OK. Well, obviously, we've discussed the
0: England-Croatia game. Um, weirdly enough, the Group C game between Scotland and the Czech Republic is tomorrow. I'm not quite sure what the thinking was behind that. But obviously, the other uh, game that we've had so far today um, was uh, a big win for Austria. They they beat North Macedonia 3-1 Um in Hungary. No, Romania, sorry. Um, with the Dutch playing um, you, the Ukrainians this, this evening and with the likelihood that, that the Dutch have got a few key injuries, to, to key players there, is this group more one of the open groups, do you think? Or do you still think the Netherlands are good enough to, to see themselves as group winners for this?
1: Yeah, I think... I agree. With you. I think this this group is definitely one of the more open, um, along with Group B, uh, Group A, and Group E. I think I think they're the sort of more sort of open groups. I think don't think for your group winner. I think I still think Ukraine, Ukraine. You still think Netherlands have enough talent and quality and strength and depth to win the group. I think they'll beat mm. Ukraine tonight. I think they'll probably sort of win two 0 or something like that. Um, that doesn't help me, Jack, because I've got Ukraine in my sweepstake at work, so that doesn't help me at all well I mean who know? I mean Ukraine are no mugs but I just think the Netherlands have sort of got too much quality but I think in terms of runner up it it could be anyone really I mean yeah. uh, probably not North Macedonia I thought they were unlucky to be fair I thought they played well um, I thought they played with a lot of heart and I think 3-1 sort of flat as Austria um, I think Austria's extra sort of quality off the bench yeah, um, got them the win to be honest but I think Austria or Ukraine whoever wins that could be a runner up yeah um, and if any, if, if Ukraine or Austria can sneak something off Netherlands, then I suppose that opens the group. I mean, if, like you say, if Ukraine go out there tonight and get a point or even win, then it, I suppose it shakes the group right open. So, mm. But yeah, I think Netherlands have enough quality. It's just a case of who finishes second in that group.
0: What did you make of... Uh, I know you said that Austria were quite lucky or uh, they, they were quite lucky to get the result in the end. Do you not think that Austria... Sort of seemed in control of that, or was it maybe a case that when they bought the fresh legs on the likes of Onalovich and Gregoric that it sort of changed the pace back into Austria's favour
1: again? Yeah, I I personally thought, you know, I think the the goal was poor from North Macedonia to score it. I think it was poor goalkeeping from Batman, Mm. poor defending as well. Um, I thought they they fought Macedonia. I thought they they were sort of they were positive when they had the ball and stuff. They didn't look to sit back at one one. They wanted to go and win the game, which. Mm. obviously great as a neutral. I just think so going add a bit of quality, really. I think you look at the ball in from Alaba for the second goal. Yeah. As I said, you know, the added quality and, like you say, fresh legs as well. I think that just sort of tipped Austria over the thing. And I always expected Austria to beat Macedonia. You know, I didn't expect anything else. Uh, no. But I, I thought Macedonia put on a good show and I didn't think they were... You know, I think a lot of people thought they were probably going to be, you know, piss poor and they weren't really. I'm, I... I'm, I say Austria, I did not think they were always in control because I thought at times, you know, the game was stretched in the second half a little bit and it was good to see both teams going for it. I just think that, you know, like I say, Austria had that added quality, however, with a great ball in and mm. Gregorich gets the goal and then obviously and just gets the the goal in, in sort of the 88th, 80, 80, ninth minute to just sort of seal it and, you know, when you've got added players like that to come off the bench, I think it's always going to help and, you know, ultimately Macedonia probably, you know, at, like I say, that results flat as a bit, but, mm. Um it was all for for Austrians and I think maybe North Macedonia probably could have end up unfortunately probably with no points, but you know, I'm sure they'll enjoy the ride, you know. They, they made a good noise as well in the in the ground in Bucharest as well. So Well,
0: they only had six and a half thousand in, I think, which was you know a good enough atmosphere. I, I think that's one of the good things that I've I've seen, even though the stadiums have been at sort of half capacity for the majority of the games, the atmosphere's still been good. And yeah, I think that I gives think... me hope that the the tournament is going to be liked by people that are there.
1: Yeah, I think like you say I think in some fans is better than none. It's just a shame. You know, today would have been quality if, if Wembley was 90,000 rammed full. Yeah. Um but obviously And if, Friday to be fair. Well, yeah, more so Friday. Friday would I think Friday will be rowdy regardless of 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 how many are in there but like you say, 90,000 for England Scotland at Wembley at the Euros would be, you know, be quality. But I think some fans is better than none, and I think some grounds probably will be more there'll be more of an atmosphere than others depending on the countries that are playing I think I can't remember where it was I think it was a game I think it was a Wales game um, in Baku yeah in Baku where there wasn't really that much of an atmosphere and at times yeah. the, the, the tempo was quite slow Yeah, and at times when Wales were 1-0 down it did, there wasn't really any sort of I, don't, I think it was like 500 Wales fans there. I know when they scored they made themselves sorry. but I think at times yeah, very quite, quiet. If you got yeah, if you got quite a big ground sometimes and not that many fans in there, I think they said on the on the coverage that the you know locals were trying to sell the tickets for cheap so they could just fill some seats. But mm. I mean, if you're a Wales fan and you're trying to get to Baku, especially with coronavirus restrictions, it's almost impossible. So yeah. fair play to the, the lot that made themselves out there, that uh, got there. But I think some games obviously you'll have more fans in than than others, and some like today with the fans in Bucharest, you're going to get more. Because sort of Macedonia is obviously near to to Romania, you're going to get some some mm. countries that have more fans in. But I think, like you say, it, it, those kind of games. I think even today with England at Wembley, I think the way they started was you know the fans obviously helped them at times and pushed them over in the line and stuff, and made them maybe even made them press and stuff like that. Or if it wasn't, if it wasn't sort of an empty ground, they might have been a bit more laid back and a bit more you mm. know sort of not so much on the front foot. So.
0: Mm.
1: Well, there we go. Well,
0: unfortunately, because we've had no sort of input from the diva himself, it has been a, a, a very much shorter version of our podcast this week. Um, what we will probably do is we will get amongst ourselves. and We'll have a discussion and seeing what we can do in England's games in the group stages. But obviously keep posted for that. Um, but for now, um, just thank you again for listening. Hope you enjoy the Euros. Um, send us in your emails of who do you think might win the tournament? Who are some of the players that you've seen so far that have impressed? Is it Calvin Phillips? Is it Spinazzola for, for Italy? Is it uh, Lukaku for Belgium? Um, get those into after extra time 2020 at gmail.com. Um, or post it on Facebook on our After Extra Time page. Um, we are available on Twitter as well at, at After Extra Time. Um, and that's it, really. Jack, it's only a quick one, mate, because I, I know that we've both got to get back and do a bit of research after watching the um Netherlands versus yeah. the Ukraine tonight. Because you know, Greeny's not here, Greeny's sunning himself on the beach again, you know? yeah,
1: exactly. You know, two proper grafters out here, you know, yeah, so yeah, no, there's. No, I'm just I'm I can't lie, I'm buzzing the Euros around. Um mm. it's just, just quality to, to to have that sort of vibe about it. I think the only I don't know about how you feel about it before we go is is the fact that it's it's in twelve different cities. Yeah, I
0: I was never overly confident of how well it would work before the pandemic. Yeah. I think it would have worked a lot better had the restrictions not been there, yeah, absolutely. In hindsight, was a wonderful thing. However, I think if the cities had been closer to uh, if the cities had been of 12 of the 24 nations that were sort of you know, the, the I think the big names uh, I know it's harsh on the likes of Scotland and Wales and, and stuff like that, but if it were the bigger teams, then I think it would make more sense. But having a game out in Azerbaijan, when I don't think Azerbaijan are there. No, they're not. Um, Romania, when Romania aren't there. Mm. I, I just, I, I like, I, you know, I thought the idea would be good. I think it helps a lot now with the fact that restrictions are in force. Yeah. And a lot of football fans that probably would have wanted to go to the Wales uh, Switzerland game in Baku obviously couldn't, but obviously it's quite a big trek to get out there anyway. Um, so yeah, I, I I still have always preferred the format of having it in one country, and you get that carnival factor, the the atmosphere every single day, regardless of if it's in France or Germany or or, or Italy or England or you know if the World Cup is in Brazil or Spain or Portugal or whatever. Um, I, I do I do kind of miss that, um, but you know the atmospheres have been good. For all of the games that we've had so far, hopefully that continues as we get on into the tournament. Um, I think a lot of England fans are going to be happy that you know their three group games are all at Wembley, the final is at Wembley as well.
1: Yeah, I think Uh, they've got a semi at Wembley as well.
0: Yeah, they've got both the semis at Wembley as well. Yeah, apart, you know, apart from. The group games and a couple of the knockout games, yeah, there are quite a lot of games being played at Wembley. Um, but I, yeah, I just think UEFA, my my political my, my political personal political view on on the European Championship is, UEFA will never want to host a tournament in England. Yeah, but, I, I
1: probably agree with you. Yeah,
0: you know, and I think that that is a shame because, you know. The last tournament England had was ninety six. You know, I think the the one before that was the World Cup in sixty six. You know, I I just feel that there's there's some generations of kids that will want to see England play at a major tournament, but they won't be able to get to because of either COVID or of how far away they've got to travel.
1: Yeah, I think I think uh, I'm I'm sort of a prime example of that. Obviously, I was born in ninety six. Obviously, missed Euro ninety six, and then. Yeah. We've not really had anything. We obviously had the the was it the Euros or the World Cup in France, um, yeah, which is obviously one of those. But I think the next Euros is in Germany, and I think well, I mean, I might be planning ahead. Whether you boys want to come as well, we can do it after extra time oh. tour.
0: I uh, well, considering I'm learning German, I think that might be quite good practice.
1: Well, there you go, mate. Learn on the job. <laughs> I, I personally, for, per, personally, for me, I think I, um, I think actually as well. Me and Greeny were very close. Green he did. I can't remember if he did, but I, we had, we messaged about it um, said, "Should we go to France? We drive over and just just yeah. go for the atmosphere, not even for any games." Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm seriously considering Euros in 2024. Yeah. yeah, in Germany, and just going, even if I don't get to go to any games, even if I don't get to go to an, get into an England game, would probably be impossible. Um, yeah. But even just to be out there and just sort of enjoy the atmosphere and being a fan part of a load of England fans would be would be you know be unreal. Yeah, be so. great. But yeah, I mean, I think I think mean, I'm with you. I think if England did host, I think it comes down to everything. I think if you look, even if you look at the the Olympics in London, how good that was. Mm. I think England is a brilliant place to host a football tournament. You know, this this yeah, country yeah. loves football. You know, there's a lot of high quality stadiums that you can use for England, even on. Um, You you look at the the
0: stadium. You you look at the the, you look at the quality of stadiums that we've had in '96 and what we've got now. You know, yes, there's still some of the old ones, but you know, the new Spurs Stadium, Emirates, the King's Tower. (laughs) um, There's there's
1: there's a a never-ending list of. Of, of good stadiums that are, that are over 40,000, you know, there's loads of them. I mean, yeah, even I know obviously I'm going to be biased, but you could even use Pride Park, you know, we've got 32,000, you could use that for a group. No, one, no one wants to go to Derby, mates. So <laughs> there's nothing wrong with a grand, it's just the <laughs> of shit. But you know, there's loads of like I said, I think England would, would be great, and imagine obviously sort of in the future and obviously hopefully code isn't as, as prominent as it is now and it's just sort of you know a thing like flu and mm. imagine having people from all over the world coming over here and it, it it would just be there'd be festival yes. vibes all through the summer it'd be brilliant but yeah. you know like you yeah. said with UEFA, will it ever happen I mean hopefully it will in this lifetime for both of us and I yeah, mean, it'd be, be incredible mm,
0: definitely but well, there we go um, so this podcast is now part of the Sports Social Network it is the UK's only sport podcast network. Um, find our latest episode and all the other great shows at www.sport-social.co.uk. Um, and that's the first time I've actually done that without the script.
1: I don't think I've ever done it when I've been doing it. No, you haven't. Um, <laughs> Next time.
0: I thought I'd try and get that in there. Yeah, but you say that and you never do. Um, yeah. So I've been your host, Jacko. Um hopefully the trio will oh no, the trio may not be back together next week as I may be involved in a very important cricket match. Um <laughs> so we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Um but anyway, thank you very much, Jack, as always. It's a, a pleasure to chat to you and not have to deal with the bullshit that is Adam green. Yeah, this um, is true. Greeny, if you listen to this, fucking sort yourself out, mate. <laughs> there's there's football on and you're at the beach the prize mate are exactly stop stop
1: going to the stop going to the fucking beach when A you have a podcast to do and B the Euros and C England are playing (laughs) yeah
0: yeah. (laughs) well there we go everyone well thank you very much for your time we look forward to hearing from you and um, join us again for our next episode thank you